1: They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
0: The Wednesday Week. The Sheffield Wednesday Fan Podcast.
2: Good afternoon, and uh, hopefully Wednesday can carry on in the same vein as last weekend. Here, when you look at the uh, Fulham team on paper, it's a very, very strong side, but they're just a point below us, I think, two places uh, behind us in the uh, in the division. So it is going to be a big test. And they've switched it away now for Joe Bryan on the left, just about keeps it in play, and swings over a pacey cross, and it goes through, saved by Westwood on the rebound, and it's stroked home by Tom Carney. Well, that's not what you wanted just before half-time. Westwood made an initial save. It was all about the cross from Joe Bryant, and loads of space when he sent it into the centre. Westwood sort of beat it away, but it was straight out towards Carney, who's just uh, kept his composure and steered it home. 1-0 Fulham. And they've switched it away now for Joe Bryan on the left. Just about keeps it in play and swings over a basic cross and it goes through, save by Westwood on the rebound and it's stroked home by Tom Carney. Well, that's not what you wanted just before half-time. Westwood made an initial save. It was all about the cross from Joe Bryan and loads of space when he sent it into the centre. Westwood sort of beat it away, but it was straight out towards Carney who's just uh, kept his composure and steered it home. 1-0 Fulham. Can we win this uh, ball in the air? No, we can't. We'll go to Bannon though. Bannon just glided away towards Liam Palmer. Just coming over the halfway line. Finds Harris. Harris tries to roll the fullback. He's done that. Still, it is Harris. Harris's cross goes in there. It's New Year! No! That's New Year! Get,
0: Get, Get,
2: <laughs> Get it now! <laughs> to the sound that rings round Hillsborough. And it's the big man, Ati Nuiu, diving in, getting Wednesday's equaliser to cancel out the first-half effort from Tom Carney. So Everton to work in here on this right-hand side, but certainly for the players, this is a decent test for them and I'm sure that they'll be pumped to try and compete for it and uh, to try and claim the scalp of Everton. Yeah, good following uh, from Everton as well. I always think it makes the game better when there's a away support like that. Puts it in a there to ball. space, that is a great inviting ball and it's gonna be 1-0. Smashed into the net by Everton. Well, you have to say that their movement was very good there. The cross was inch perfect and it was just hammered into the roof of the net. Impressive finish, I think it might have been Calvin Lewin towards the man on the edge of the box. They cut it back into the centre and they turned it home again. Dalvin Lewis having a good night here, isn't he, on his return to Sheffield? Well, the referee has seen enough, and it's Everton that progress for the next round of the
0: Carabao Cup. Hello and welcome once again to to the Wednesday week. My name's Dan Fudge, and, you know, I'm one of the uh, regular weekers, and uh, we've got the, I think I think it was Simon, actually, it was you that referred to you as the League Cup squad. Is it? Is that what you said? <laughs> uh...
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah, off the bench again, mate, off the bench again. <laughs>
0: yeah, you're yeah, like, like Atty Nuru in the last 20
3: minutes coming on. How's it going, Simon? You all right, Paul? I'm, I'm good, mate, I'm good. I've uh, had a busy day down in London, got back, and uh, I'm, I'm sat here now devouring my green tea as normal out of my Wednesday Christmas mug. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like, uh, so uh, you've been in London, you're from Yorkshire. How many times did you use the term, how much?
3: <laughs> it was actually funny, because uh, a mate of mine was down there, got an email saying that he'd won on the Euro Millions yesterday, and he yeah. went, I- I- I'm going for, this is me done, I'm off. And I went, sounds, and he went on, and he won £3.50. Brilliant. So try and think how much that's beer that's going to buy you in London. <laughs> I, I I don't think that buys
0: you half nowadays, especially. I, I, I don't I think, I don't the, think the,
3: phrase, the phrase ends with
4: all. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> I uh, did. You also find yourself because when Yorkshire people are in, especially people from Yorkshire, when they're on the tube and let's say they're going on the Central Line from, um, let's say Oxford Street to Bank, they'll sit there and they'll go. Um, we're only on here for four stops. You always count the amount of stops. Have you noticed that they go oh, four yeah. Stops, the stops
3: Yeah, count the yeah. four
0: stops on here. How many one yeah. here for? We're for four. Four stops. How many one here for? We're only for four. Four stops. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's what it's just how Yorkshire people get on in in the it, south. It is.
3: It is absolutely <laughs> love every minute of it.
0: Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad. Um, <laughs> speaking of the north, let's go one norther. Uh, up there in the uh, in in the uh, in the clouds. Uh, Dave, I've, I've got you. I, whereabouts are you in, uh, in, in Scotland right now? Um, about ten fifteen miles east of Glasgow. Oh wow! Now, as uh, as some of you might know, I uh, I went to Glasgow uh, two weeks ago during the international break to uh, to watch Scotland, as it were. Now, my observations of Scotland were is that um, you know, like you go to Weatherspoons and they've got like a, a wine fridge you know, like all the different wines and all the wafty beers. There is a shelf in every single pub in Scotland that sells iron brew. It's got a, a fascia of iron brew <laughs> on the... Uh, every, And it made, me, it made me laugh. It made me absolutely pissed. So we've gone to this game, and it was the first game against Russia. Uh, Scotland, unfortunately, lost 2-1. Bates didn't play. That's probably why. They had all the McBurnie up from, from the wrong side of Sheffield. They're not going to win out, are they? You know what I mean? And... um. And, and and the way they, because obviously I went as a mate of the manager, uh, a mate of the manager's son, like, you know, you sit there, you get the team sheet, you're having a scotch pie, you're in this room with all these people that you kind of know, but you don't. And then you pick up the team sheet and go, well, he's shit, and he's shit, and he's shit. <laughs> and, and then you look around and go, there's his sister, there's his wife, <laughs> there's his mum and dad. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
4: in fairness, they probably uh, already know that they're shit.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. They must know, you know what I mean. It can't be the uh, can't be the first time that they've uh, they've done that. But um, but anyway, listen. So as as normal, we've, you know, I've done three minutes on utter utter nonsense there. My apologies. We need to get back on track. Let's get back to Sheffield Wednesday. Simon, true or yes. false? Go on. Atty Newhew's erection is so big, local boy scouts camp under it. Absolutely. It is true. Yes. Well done. Congratulations. You've done really well. <laughs> 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 Dave. <laughs> yes, mate. Um, true or false? Chris Wilder's teeth are so discoloured, Eskimo Inuits ask him if they where they could buy a yellow jacket for theirs. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Absolutely, one hundred percent true.
0: It is true, yes. Congratulations, well then, Yeah, he's got quite the relationship mm-hmm. with Inuits, and uh, and <laughs> e- extremely <laughs> But we'll put a pin in that. <laughs> That's really another international break, I'm sure. So, um, so last, uh, Fulham. Uh, we'll, oh. we'll go there first. We'll uh, we'll go to that one. Um, I, I, I don't know where to start with this now, Simon. I, I'm going to come to you on this now. We we had the line up, didn't we? We had um, you know our, our regular midfield. We had Hutchinson and Lee and all, and, and um, who was the other one who were missing in the middle there? Hutchinson, Lee, uh, uh, Bannon.
3: Hutch and Ban Hutchinson, Bannon, uh, uh, and uh, uh, what's his name? Harris. Yes. Now. Um, <sighs>
0: This this seems to be the the regular lineup. It seems to have sat with the three managers we've had all season. I mean, it, it, is this the best way to go? Or do, you know, do do we see any big holes in that midfield? Is there is there something that you could you tweak given the other players that we've got?
3: Oh, we had this conversation a couple of weeks ago, didn't you? And I sort of came out with the contentious issue about um, dropping Hutch. Um, is it the midfield, or is it the way he's playing the midfield? Uh, the Fulham game, for me, in the first half, it was more the way he was playing the midfield, not the actual midfield players themselves. Too okay. deep, playing them far too deep. Um, when you saw the difference in the second half where we pushed on, we gave them far too much respect in the first half. Second half, we pushed on and we forced them to play it more. And, and, and we, we got more out of it. Um, I think there was, a, there was a point in the first half, I watched the highlights again today, where I can't remember who was who broke down the wing, but there was nobody in front of him, and he actually had to pass it back to Bannon. Um, there was no pace coming out of midfield. It was almost, if we got to the halfway line, you were lucky. Um, so is it, is it the players or is it the tactics? I'm not sure.
0: I mean, to be fair, Dave, I mean, Fulham are no shrinking violence. They've got I mean, how old is he now? Is he eighteen or nineteen now, Cessignon? You know, I don't know because Sky Sports have <laughs> stopped, stopped telling me every five minutes. When they moved on to Frank Lampard and now they've moved on to the Cowleys. I don't know how old Ryan Cessignon is anymore. But um but you know, Fulham weren't to be discarded. I mean it's you know, there, there, there can't be an air of complacency coming in. I mean, you know, that's to set up and be defensive, that's
4: the way we should have been, no? I think so. I think That before the game, and with everything we knew about Fulham, they are going to be there or thereabouts at the end of the season and you've got to... I know that's back-to-back games we've had against teams that have came down, but where Huddersfield are and where Fulham are are streets apart, Huddersfield are only going in one direction and Fulham the polar opposite, so you have to set up uh, mindful that this is a Premier League team in terms of personnel, mindset and ambition, but you know, I'm I'm sort of agreeing with Simon there that whilst you've got to have a, a level of respect, you've got to play your game. You set up against mm-hmm. them to try and stop them from playing in their way, but always mindful that you've got to have your own attacking uh, prospects and your own uh, attacking instincts to go and, and try and make something with the game. And if we're holding back too defensive right across the midfield, then you're going to have players in their team, as we'll probably get on to, like Kearney, who are going to operate in between. Lines of defence in midfield, and find space. Um, so, yes, mindful of where they're going to be, what they should be doing. But first and foremost, our game plan should have been um, to actually put them back. And obviously, as the game went on, we we managed to do that. But maybe a little bit too much respect in the first instance.
0: Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. I mean, for for me, Tom Kearney is one. Of, is one of those players, isn't he? Where you know, like. Uh, Was it Michael Chopra as well, who was absolutely outstanding in the championship? But Mm. uh, when you get the Premier League, just didn't quite get into the established Premier League player role. And and Kenny, or if you listen to the commentary that I put at the beginning of this show, uh, Rob O'Neill calls him Carney. Now, that means something Mm. else where I'm from. But, um, (laughs) yeah, yeah, it could be right, you know what I mean? It could be one of them crazy Irish names, you know what I mean? I don't know. But, um,
3: but, I mean, Kenny's... If you looked at if you looked at how they've played over the last few games, Fulham, um, they've they've had a lot of possession in games, but not actually won them. And and we alluded it to it last week about they were shaky at the back, and 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 the keepers had some howlers. And and every time we pressured them, it looked that way, but we didn't pressure them enough. And it, it seemed to me in the first half, I, I would say the first five minutes, we pushed on them, and then all of a sudden we sort of shrunk into ourselves, and we became a little bit afraid of afraid of this four three three. But you know, it's four three three. What we had five in the middle. We we should have overrun their midfield and just kept the pressure on. And and again, looking back on it, and I'll speak the same about the Everton game. I, I I thought that there was they were there for the taking, to be honest. And we, we you know it was a mistake I felt for the goal. Um, we could have we could have beaten them. I, I I wholeheartedly think that that I think they will come good as the season goes on. But I think they were right for the taking on Saturday.
0: Do you think they will look back on this game as two points lost or a point gained?
3: Well, you look at you look at what obviously scoring in what was it the ninety second, ninety third minute. You think it's it's a point gained, but but then if you look at the chances that we had, um, Reach had a good a good chance, uh, Lee had a good chance. You know, you just and you look at their goal. I mean, how many chances did they actually have compared to us? I think we had something like twelve shots to their nine. And we had five on target to their two. So actually, despite them having 71% possession, you actually look at the chances that we had. We we had more chances. Uh, uh, Five against two in regards on target. That would say to you that we should have won that game.
4: I I agree with you. I mean, before the game, wouldn't it? If if you were going to pick before the game how you want your team set up, do you want them to hold the ball constantly and maybe make one or two chances or to hit on the Mm. counter and make many more chances? If you put that to any. Fan, I think really, do you want your team to be creating chances and trying to have a chance at taking them? That's what you'd that's what you opt for. Possession's great, but ultimately, if you have chances, you're likely to score goals and you're likely to win games.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I agreed wholeheartedly with you there.
0: So you you mentioned it earlier on there, Sy. Si. Now, Dave, you, you've probably seen the on the, the um on the social medias uh, after this game. There was a bit of grumbling about um about Adam Reach's form. About it dipping somewhat over the last few weeks, it started to build and build and build. I don't, I don't know if you've noticed it. Would you say that there is cause for concern, or, I mean, me personally, I quite like him in that false number nine role that people call it nowadays. The, um, you know, the attacking midfielder centre in uh, if you play football manager. You know, I like I like him in that role in front of the midfield, but we we we've had to push him in the, on the uh, on the wing because of the um the the centre midfield that we've got. Well, I mean, what do you reckon? Where do you reckon his, his best position is? Do you reckon it's
4: because we're playing him out of position or is he just having a bit of a shit time of it? I think it's probably more having a shit time of it. He is versatile and whilst that's going to be one of his greatest strengths, it's going to be one of his biggest limitations in the fact that as we change formations in games or even as we set up differently, he's going to be asked to do various different things, which is going to make him more responsible for... Uh, Doing something within the game as opposed to going, Adam, go and get the ball and do something with it. Like, that you might give somebody like Forrest Yeri the chance to go and just go and find some space, get the ball and do something, even to an extent, somebody like Barry Bannon, the same thing. But because Reach seems to be a team player, he seems to do what he's asked. Um, even going back to the, the Yost time when he was being played in fullback positions and not pushing on, he he seems, to, he doesn't seem to be a maverick. He doesn't seem to, uh do what he wants or do what he, he will do what he's asked and maybe that's what's having the impact. He's clearly got ability. By this stage last season, although we probably weren't playing as well, he'd got a couple of unbelievable goals under his belt which to be honest he's he's probably still dining off. And maybe that's playing on his head that he's not he doesn't feel within himself that he's not doing as much as a personal contribution as he did at this stage last season, albeit the team's probably playing probably playing better. So whether that's something that's in his head that's doing the rounds or whether whether or not it is the movement of the position, it would be great to see him break his funk. But we haven't really got an option to take him out, take the pressure off him, and give somebody else a chance to come in. I don't know how that would, um, I don't know how that would affect the setup, or whether or not you you, you prepare to bring somebody like Reach out of the team.
0: It's it it would be a hell of a gamble, wouldn't it? Now, uh, according to the. Uh... To BBC this one now. Normally, what I do, I try and collate what people are saying. So you know, I go on the Sheffield Star, I go on Twitter, go to the BBC website, go to ESPN to see what the Americans are saying about it, all the rest of it, and Yorkshire Post normally gives me a measured one. You know, not so much the Sheffield Star because you want me to pay for that, Tosh. But we'll get that. You know, that's another day. <laughs> but uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> the uh, but the BBC said that Fulham scored against a runner play. I like might you say, Simon. You know, put on the on the. At the end of it, when it's all when the dust settled and we've all finally calmed down, um, the, it, it could be two points lost. You know, is, is that a win that was, that was thrown away? But you can't take anything away from from the Marmite character that is Atty Bloody Knew You, right?
3: <laughs> oh, Big Dave. Big Dave. Big Dave, there's, uh, there's a group of us who sit in the grandstand, um, all varying ages from 60 to down to. Uh, Mid forties to my son who's eleven, and we all have our opinions of, of Big Dave varying from that he is the God, he is the Messiah, um, to he's absolutely um, sh1t. Um, yeah. He's 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 he. What what? A couple of seasons ago, he we went through that form where he was uh, named on here as the saviour of Sheffield Wednesday, and and he was scoring left, right, and centre, and pretty much came at, got <laughs> us up and got himself well, yeah. a new contract, didn't they?
0: Yeah, I mean, Lord um, Hills was notable by his absence after uh, after dubbing him that. <laughs> yeah, well,
3: well, exactly, because last season he was absolutely bloody rubbish uh, yeah. in the terms of what you would say, Fudge. Um, but <laughs> you know what? You know what? He he came on against Huddersfield. I thought he was absolutely superb. Um, and he came on and made a bloody nuisance of himself on Saturday. And um, and got what he did. You know, he, he got it. Deserved, you know that goal. That goal, I haven't celebrated a goal like that since Ati knew you scored at Watford, stopping Watford from winning the league <laughs> and making giving Bournemouth the championship uh, a few years ago. It was because what we'd had beforehand was a load of shithousery by Fulham, falling over when they shouldn't have been falling over. There was the referee was. Oh my god! I don't know what you want to talk about the referee, but he was absolutely bloody awful. Yeah.
4: I mean, and, I mean and then, my first and,
3: it, Sorry, say again.
0: Well, I, I, there was a few comments online. You know, the people you, know, you get the people that always complain about the referee, but then you get a few oh. people that actually listen to and go, "What do you reckon?" I mean, there was a few calls there that were a bit, a bit suspect. I mean, the one lashing
3: it, out. And all the rest it, of it. It, it started in the first half. There was a tackle on Hutch. And and the player actually um, hurt himself on the tackle on Hutch, and he gave the foul to them. But it was a tackle on Hutch, wow. and and it seemed to go like that through. And then there was the trip uh, on Hutch by—is it Arter? Tripped him, and Hutch turned round, you know, and, and had a go. Got booked for it, and and you just thought yeah, they were, Right towards the end, they were falling over, play acting. Um, we had a. Attack on goal, and Mitrovic fell over in the box. Said he had a head injury. I think uh, Fletcher was trying to pick him up off the floor and rubbing his head. It, 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 it and then art got substituted, and he came off, and he was blowing kisses to the crowd, and it really wound everybody up. And then Atty pops up, diving header. My <laughs> God, I mean, you see these videos of you know these videos that seem to be on um, Twitter now, where it says limbs. And there's yeah, people yeah. flying around, or, or if you're in the premiership, people holding the phones. Um, <laughs> in this situation, it was the grandstands, which we are known as sitting there and saying bloody rubbish and not moving and singing. We were all over. It was absolutely, it went mental. And <laughs> and, and I love the bloke for that. I love the bloke for that because he, he, he's, he, he has his ups and downs, but he is 100% Wednesday. He loves playing for Wednesday. Um, he's great, and and he he's a ridiculous, you know. We, we we he's marmite, isn't he? either love him or hate him. I love the bloke. I think he's great. He's not the best footballer in the world, but he gives us times like that, that celebrations like that. It was bloody brilliant.
0: I tell you what. I mean, he's always going to score in the last ten minutes because you know that's all he ever plays. But uh, but Dave, mm-hmm. there was something I noticed that uh, that he did do that he that he didn't do that he normally does when he scores, especially in the last ten minutes. He kind of, when he celebrates. There's kind of like a F you" to the crowd, isn't there? There's kind of like a big. I told you I'm not shit. Like, ah, I have some of that. Well, you know, I'm brilliant, me. And all you're all wrong. Like, you kind of wanted to prove something to everybody. But that's the first time I've seen him score in a while, where he's absolutely, you know, created some full-on scenes on toast and got involved.
4: Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I don't know. I don't know what's what. What, what, um, what prompts it? But you're spot on. He does whether it's frustration on his part for not getting the chances, whether he's just got, and he, he does, he gets, he gets a hard time and he gets snatched from so many sections of the Wednesday fan base. So perhaps it just does, it does sit there and he allows it to build. And maybe he kind of allows himself a thought thinking, "Do you know, if I get a goal, then I am going to have my right to reply when everyone's looking at me. But maybe this, with the way this one came about with the fact that it's it's, been there, it's been a dying, dying minute, it's been a game that Wednesday have deserved a point in. But maybe he hasn't thought too much. Maybe it's natural instinct. Simon's spot on. The guy he is Wednesday through and through. And mm-hmm. he's, he's, he's done he's done great. He's done great from the point of view that I always think of him as a player that you'd hate to play against him. And if if we were playing against the team and they brought on know you they played for the team, more so than like losing João and him going to Reading, if we play against Reading and João comes on, you are going to have that typical obloody I bet he scores against us, as you always do with an ex-player. But if it knew you played for another team, I would hate him to play for another team against us, and you just, mm-hmm. you just know that yeah, it was yeah. going to cause a pain in the arse. So, for him to be on our books, we'd get no money for selling him, he can't be on a massive wage, he does a job when he comes on, it might not be the most glamorous job, It might not be the most prolific striker, but to have him and to have what he does, and I particularly agree with that Huddersfield game. What a what a difference he made when he came on! It just making the ball stick at his feet, and whilst he's there as an option, it you know for Wednesday to bring on to change a game or to get that goal or to, to slow things down, then then long may it continue. He'll never be a regular starter, but if we can use him for twenty minutes a game, ten minutes a game to see it out or to push for something, long may it continue. I'm quite happy to have him there. I tell you, what, you I'm think right. he's
3: a sub? So, sorry, Fudge, do you think he's the sort of player that you do that he's ideal now for coming on for the last twenty, fifteen minutes of a game? Because he's he's a handful. Your your centre backs have played most of the game, because they tend to be the players who play the full ninety minutes. So they're they're starting to get tired. You know, he comes on and he's a completely different threat to what we've already got, and he puts himself about a bit. You're a bit tired in the legs. He's like he's the ideal person, isn't he, to shove up front against somebody who's starting to get towards 80 minutes, who's getting a little bit tired, and you put a fresh pair of legs on, and it's Ati Nui.
4: It's got to be either that or or raw pace. I mean, you think of it, from, like you say, a defender's point of view, 80 minutes of dealing with Stephen Fletcher, who must be mm. a must be a nuisance to himself, consummate professional, got a lot of things. You know, you're going to be fed up, defended against him. He runs his game, and if you're replacing that with raw pace or somebody like Nui, who you will not get off the ball... It must be, you know, it must be a dread thinking. Oh Christ, the last thing I want now, I want to be playing against that guy who's as tired as me, not this big lump that might only give us ten minutes. But for those ten yeah. minutes, he's going to be a pain in my ass. So I'm, I'm yeah, totally, totally exactly agree with you, Simon. Yeah. Yeah, of yeah, what we've got yeah. is yeah. the best of what we've got for that role. Yes.
0: Okay, yeah. so I'm going to ask a question to the both of you now. Who's better, Simon, Chef Kikuchi,
3: or Antonio <laughs> <you? laughs> Oh my life! Yeah. I used to love Chef Kikuchi. I, I love, you know what? I like Dave. I, I, and it's probably because um, when Chef Key was at the club, there wasn't the social media like there is now. And and there's some of the stuff that you've seen on Instagram from his Instagram accounts and how he used to get on with, with Zhao and how he gets on with Fezzy. And, and I, I think he's a he's a great influence in in the changing room. I mean, I wish he'd bloody smile, though. You know, when you go up to him and ask him to have a photograph with your son and your son's like, it's our you." <laughs> and he he doesn't smile. He looks like I really don't want to have this photograph with you, but I've got to. And he takes his photograph and then you see him on Instagram and he's smiling and I'm in a joke and I I I I'd, I'd have to go for that take myself.
0: What about you Dave?
4: Do you know uh, I'm the same. Thinking back to Coochie when he was he was there in a time when we were absolutely dreadful uh, and he was the talismanic forward but Probably knew you just because of, of what it brings that's different. And I don't know. See, I've not had to stick my son in front of Atty to get a photograph because the opportunity never presented itself. But I quite like that Mina Moody. It's like a poor man's Berbatov. Form. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I like him. I knew you. We'll go knew you. Poor man's
0: Berbatov. I think I've just found the name for the show there, haven't I? I think... Uh, <laughs> 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 Alright then, so uh, if you've just joined us or you've come in late, I don't know why you would because you'll have downloaded it, but uh, welcome to the Wednesday week, uh, my name's Dan Foge. I'm with Simon and I'm with Dave, and uh, we're brought to you by the Riverside Cafe on Catch Bar Lane, now open on match days with a new sassy outside area I say new, I feel like I've been saying that now for about two years, so I'm just going to call it the outside area um, Right then, so moving on now, here we are a proper, proper cup tie Everton Now, you know, we had Arsenal a couple of years ago. Was that a downgrade? How many people were they going to bring? What were we going to be like under the lights? How did it go? Is it going to be amazing? Simon, why don't you tell us all about it, mate?
3: Can I be 20 quid back? (laughs) 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 Oh Right, okay. Um, Did the Arsenal... I think probably the Arsenal game spoilt it for me, to be honest, because... I had that little bit of inkling that we might happen again. Um, obviously, our um, neighbours across the other side of the city, who are also out of the cup, um, they lost one uh, nil to Sunderland. That's a shame, isn't it? Um, yeah, so they beat them at the weekend. Uh, a mate of mine had brought a couple of friends with him who were Everton fans. They were sort of saying that this is this is uh, Silver's. If, if if they'd lost last night, that would have been him gone. Um, I thought to myself, we we could it could be a premiership scalp here. You know, we could have a go at this. They're not doing that great in the league. Um, what team is he going to play? Right, okay. Then I saw the team, and then I thought, uh, I'm not sure if this is going to be it. Um, and it turned into one of those games where we again should have could have won that game. My opinion, if maybe we'd played for more of the first teamers and had a bit of a gamble. I think we could have beaten them. I really do.
0: Yeah? I mean, I mean. so where do you think it went wrong? I mean, it was a hell of a goal the first one, wasn't
3: it? Um, we've discussed um, Odabagio a few times uh, over the last few weeks in regards to his positional sense. Um, again, the lad come in on that wing. Um, nice goal. Yeah, took it well, took it well. But we allowed him to take it well. I... Um, <laughs> I, I I honestly feel that we could have beaten them. I really do. Um, in the first half, certainly, or was it that Everton never got out of first gear and they got the two goals and then went, that's us done. Now we're sorted. We're through. I still think that if we would played a stronger team, we could have given them a run for the money. Um, the two goals didn't help. What was it in ten minutes, six minutes, and ten minutes? That didn't help. Um, Dawson made a great save, but again. Uh we had one on one with the keeper. Winnell, one on one with the keeper. Keeper saved it. Uh Iorfa should have buried that corner. Adam Reach had a chance. All right. I'm 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 sounding a bit like what I was talking about the Fulham game, aren't I?
0: <laughs> you sound really dejected about it.
3: Now, I I've definitely... look, look, mate. When I left, when when I left, I wanted my, that ninety minutes of my life back and me twenty five quid.
0: Yeah, it seems like probably <laughs> after the first ten minutes, it was game dead and buried, and we didn't really have any look at getting back into it. I mean, we, how many wholesale changes did we make? And and I'm pretty sure that if David Bates had not, I think it was his thigh reflexor or rotated. T-bar or whatever. I, you know, I think he caught himself an injury and that's why he didn't play himself. Um, and, you know, he'd have probably got a shout as well. But, you know, I, I, I feel for him in that. We're still waiting to see the best of him, aren't we, and see how, see how it goes. But, I mean, we had, who, who did we have on the pitch? Did we have, uh, I think it was Thornley, wasn't
3: it? Yeah, I mean, we made eight changes, didn't we, Dave?
4: I think that sounds about right, mate, aye? Eh? Christ.
3: Yeah, yeah, I think I think the only ones that were in from from... Uh Saturday was Reach, I and Audibaggio. Um and then it was Dawson, um Fox, uh Thornley, Murphy started, uh who else was in the middle? Oh um uh, Luongo. Luongo and yeah, Luongo and right Pelopesi. Same. Yeah. Attie up front and Winnell. Attie and Winnell.
4: I'm,
0: you know, I I I change. I might change, but it's not really gonna <laughs> excite anybody, is it? Now, did I see you with the armband on or did I uh, did I imagine that
4: day? I think he insisted on it. I think he when he said he was playing he just he just said, right now give us that armband, I'm having it. <laughs> not, not the argument. The argument.
3: No, I didn't actually notice. I I, I didn't actually notice you were captain until um, he was subbed and he gave the armband to Fletcher. <laughs> I didn't actually notice that. Ati had a good game, but again, I'd go back to him being a sub. Um, I thought Luongo looked good. I really enjoyed watching Luongo. Yeah, I was. I, I was ask really good about him.
0: Uh, a lot of people have been waxing lyrical about him that he clearly should deserve some more time. And as you were saying before, dare I say, take Hutchinson's place in the team? Would you agree?
3: We've we've got um it might be soon if Filch gets uh, another yellow card, so <laughs> we might be forced on us anyway.
0: All right, well uh, we'll we'll see how that goes. I mean, what, what about you, Dave? I mean, I was I was on I did a, a moonlight the other day on uh, on a podcast called The Toffee Blues, and um and I didn't realise that they'd be showing me face or or if you do watch it, it's a lot of my ceiling. To be fair, it's just my forehead just talking away. <laughs> it reminds me of that scene from um. No red red dwarf where they put the uh, the things on their chin. Let's <laughs> just you see the mouths talking <laughs> away. Kind <laughs> can, can looks like that. But um, but you know, I was excited about this game, and I uh, and I thought it you know, it was going to be great. It was going to be like the Arsenal game. We were going to get up. They were going to bring a load of people down, and all the rest of it. It just it just didn't
4: happen, did it? It didn't. But I'm I'm trying to be a, a pragmatist and, and thinking about sort of the whole season. Ahead, where we are at the moment, and all these sort of things, I never want to see Wednesday lose, and particularly when it's either a team we should be beating, or you've got a sort of more glamorous occasion. You're wanting to see Wednesday go there and and fulfil the potential, and and to give you know a good account of themselves with the amount of changes, particularly um, when you look at the Everton lineup. I can't say I'm overly familiar with what they put out week in week out in the Premier League, but. You're looking at names I mean, that are full internationals, multi, mm. multi-million pounds signings. It looked, as far as I could see, like maybe seven, eight, nine of what they would call their first team. And they took it. They needed that win. They played or they set up like they needed that win. We set up like we wanted to play squad players. And the result probably is, as you would have expected, ahead of time. Now, obviously, with what Simon's saying, there was yeah. there's a possibility that we could have had more with that. but. I, if you look at it and go, had we played that first team, had Flick started and, and injured himself, or had somebody else played in one of those positions where we're starting to get a bit light on numbers, then would it have been worth it? Now, it would have been great to have that win and to, to have continue the cup run, but I'm not really that arsed if I'm well, this is it. So frankly.
0: this is what I was saying about this part about this uh, show that I was on. I I was asked. He said, "You know, how do you how do you feel about the game?" And I went, "Well, you know, if we win, it'd be nice. If we don't, I don't think I'll I'll really care too much because you know we've got a big team. Do we want a run in the league cup? Have we got bigger fish to fry? You know that type of thing." And um, and he went, "Well, you know, he seems." You, you're on the fence about it. I said, yeah, it'd be nice if we win. Everything, you know, it's always nice when you win. It gives gives the opportunity for yeah. people like Dawson to have a run out, and people like Thornley to take. Do you know what I mean? And and see more of Luongo and and what we've seen. What we're happy with. But the, you know, I, I'm not particularly bothered. But it's interesting what you said, Simon. I think Silver needed that game. He really, really yes. needed it. And um,
3: yeah, he did. He did. He did. you speak to the Everton fans? There's a guy who I work with who who is an Everton fan as well, and, and they both said he, he needed to win that game. Look, I sound really down about it. You know, we were driving to the game and we wondered what the team was and, and my little boy was saying, no, I want all the first team, this, out there because he only he remembers that Arsenal game. Yeah. And he obviously, at 11, he doesn't really think about the future. He, he thinks, oh, it'd be nice, a great beat, a premiership side, which he would be. And, and you know what? When I saw the team sheet, I thought, well, it's going to be a tough game this because of the team sheet we put out. They acquitted themselves really well, I thought. I mean, the, 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 some of the players, though, I thought I thought played really, really well. Um, a couple, I thought, you know, again, who, who have been playing in the first team let us down a little bit, but I don't want to get on their backs. I thought Fox had a good game. I thought he had a really good game, but a couple of his crosses were poor. Um, I thought my mates don't like Sammy Winnell. I thought Sammy Winnell had a great game. Um, should maybe have put that chance away. He had a good header towards the end. Um, Jordan Rhodes came on. Oh, my life. Now, they were having a go about win all, and they kept quiet about Jordan Rhodes. I don't know what's happening with Jordan Rhodes. You know, every single Wednesday fan wanted him to be a success because he cost eight million quid. Um, he does not look interested. Um, and that's a whole new topic elsewhere that could be a podcast in itself. Um, but looking at the performance of Everton afterwards, I felt a little bit disappointed because I did actually feel that we could have beaten them. Um, I agree with you, though. End of the day, we've got more important fish to fry. And what I do want to see is, is I want to see us pushing on the league and, you know, at the end of the season, being there or thereabouts.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. So, uh, you know, lost 2-0 at the League Cup. Well, we're not that bothered, really. <laughs> so, uh, we move nah. on. So, uh, you know, Sheffield Wednesday, Dave Ponchan is back in the news again. Now, Dave, I'll come to you first. We were apparently investigated for the uh, sale Mm -hmm. of the stadium that uh, turned up in the wrong accounts or something. Do you you know much about it? Mm -hmm. Because the headline just even put me off. It just seemed really boring.
4: Do You know, I've I've distanced myself from this, Fudge, in terms of there's going to be so much um, legal, really, really wanky, boring stuff that's going to come from all this about teams going, oh, it's not fair that they did this. And I blame entirely Steve Gibson at Middles- uh, Middlesbrough, who seems to be the world's worst sport in terms of anybody <laughs> looking for anything slightly creative. Yeah, And yeah. and, 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 and when all said and done, this has this came from necessity, not just at Sheffield Wednesday, but at many other clubs mm-hmm. trying to go, well, we need to try and compete. There's that much money for teams that are coming down. The folk are looking for ways around financial fair play, profit and sustainability that there's gonna be appeals, there's gonna be question marks raised, there's gonna be creative accounting, and there's gonna be question marks over said creative accounting. So yeah. it can sort itself out, it can it can it can get to the point where a decision's made, then that'll be appealed and that'll be looked at. And if, if anything else is to go by by people arguing with each other, like in the rest of society at the moment, it'll probably be about twenty twenty seven by the time um it gets <laughs> rectified and we'll be playing in the Martian Premier League or something like that.
3: We've got a the 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 thing is with this stadium sale is is um if I think it first came to a head when Derby did it, didn't it this season to to balance the books? Yeah, um, we can we can do it. There's nothing to say that the the the, the owners of the football club can sell the sell the ground, uh, and that can be put into the books. I, I I did have a little bit of a look into it after you put the running order out because I would not say I'm a financial person, but I just wanted to have a look at it, um there's two questions because apparently it's 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 showing on the land register land registry that we changed the the ownership in twenty nineteen and these accounts of the seventeen eighteen period yeah and also this question mark of whether Hillsborough's worth sixty million pounds, yeah well. You've got to ask yourself is, you know, and then you look at some of the comments on, on Twitter and some bloke says, oh, I know a, a bloke from Sheffield who redevelops land and he says it's only worth about 5 million, <laughs> you know, and and, and this, and the other. you know, it, land is worth what it's worth, you know, to one person, it's worth nothing and to another person, it might be worth 60 million pounds. Um, it, it, this is, I'm, I'm, I'm what will happen with the EFL and this investigation will happen. That's out of our control. Um, it's this whole this is all stems from financial fair play and the fact that this league is is um is too biased to the clubs that come down and 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 it's biased against clubs who have wealthy chairman yeah because at the end of the day our, how many businesses out there do you know where a multimillionaire owner is not allowed to actually spend his own money it's it's insane you know, it, isn't it, it? it, it, it it's madness. It's madness. It's it's absolute madness. And I can you look at some of the comments and there's people from Barnsley commenting on it and stuff like that. Clubs that are less have got less well off owners and and look, Christ almighty, we've been there, haven't we? Yep. We've been there where we've had not had a pot to piss in. And we've been there when players have had to pay for coaches to go to away matches. Yeah. And and, and and we've been a minute away from being wound up. You know, we've been there. We've been there. So but financial fair players forced, and us trying to get promoted, and the fact that the big clubs that are in this league, who have got loads of money, who have come down from the Premiership, have overinflated the prices of players in this league. Christ, I mean, when um, Carlos came in and we started buying players, and, and you know, all right, we'll go Jordan Rose, eight million pound, eight million pound in the Championship for a football player, and don't forget that people who actually valued that player and who we bought that player off is Middlesbrough who are now seem to be stirring all this up. You know, maybe we should be going to him and saying, excuse me, pal, you think our, our um stadium is overpriced. What about Jordan Rhodes? <laughs> 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 you know, you know, you know, it's it's it the whole lot stinks. It's got I mean another thing as well is weren't we under a soft embargo about these accounts? We we're under a soft embargo yeah. and we were allegedly working with the EFL yeah. to 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 work through this embargo. They've seen these accounts. They've signed these accounts off and, and took us out of the soft embargo. So they've seen all this. So they've messed up as well, if there is a thing that we've messed up in here. Um, I mean, there's there's, a, there's an EFL meeting tomorrow, and I don't know whether why this is why it all sudden, seems to have sudden come into the press again, because this has been going on for some months now. We're not the only club. It's not just Sheffield Wednesday. There's Reading. There's Derby, um, even Aston Villa, but they've been now they're in the Premiership. We forget about that now because they're in the Premiership, so it's nothing to do with the EFL. But you know they've they've obviously used that money to get into the Premiership because they've used that to buy expensive players. So it's flawed. It's wrong. It is flawed. It's the reason why we have to pay our ticket prices get slammed because so expensive. We're trying to balance the books. We're trying to pay for these. Overinflated prices of players and wages to try and get into the Premiership, and we've got to find ways of getting around it, haven't we?
4: Just yes. like you say, Simon, as well. It's not even just the teams that have done it already that have already come up with a creative accounting you mentioned Reading, which is a good example of a team that have spaffed money away this summer, and they're just us three years ago. Unless they get lucky, likewise Nottingham Forest last season and the season before. People are still doing it, so it's not like yes. people have gone. It's not like teams have gone. Let's learn, they, they, they did these mistakes three years ago, and they're getting their fingers burnt, and we should maybe yeah. just tread carefully. People are going, well, fuck okay, it, we'll have a go at it as well then, and because it doesn't seem to, so it's going to get to a point where the EFL is going to have every single team in the league at some different stage through this three-year cycle on the, on the accounts. Yes. to go going, right, well, we can't punish everybody, because if we're punishing them this season, it's going to be them next season, and then the season yeah. after.
3: Exactly. They punished they punished Birmingham, didn't they, last season? Yeah. And that hasn't acted as a deterrent yeah. for anybody else. Everybody just carried on. You know, and, and like you say, this season it seems to be your forest and, and, and reading and, and I mean we made that we made that, you know, a few years ago, I think we and we ended up in the in the playoff final. We made a, we had a gamble and the gamble didn't pay off. We tried to gamble again the second season, it didn't pay off. That's caught up with us. We've looked at a way of trying to balance the books, which is a way of getting through a, a loophole of selling the stadium. We've done that. There are other clubs who have gone, and specifically Steve Gibson in this case, has said, well, that's not fair. Why should they be able to do that? If they were in the same boat, they'd be doing exactly the same. I love the
0: idea of Steve Gibson, because I remember I was a teenager when uh, they got their new stadium. Uh, what's it called? Because um, they went from... Riverside. Yeah, the Riverside. What was it called before? I um, can't remember. Oh, oh crap. crap. It went, uh, Airson Airson Park. Park. That's right, I went up there when I was a kid. And when yeah. he got to the Riverside, imagine that he's been paying for this stadium for 22 years. He's been paying for the upkeep. He's been paying for this. He's been paying for that. They've been up and down out the leagues. You know, he's just spunked all this money on Jordan Rhodes. That didn't work out, but he managed to find some patsy to come along and offload that. And he's had to balance <laughs> these books after all these years and then realise all he had to do about five years ago was sell the stadium back to himself. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> he's, yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, He's probably got, yeah. he's probably annoyed because he's
0: gone. I wish I'd have thought of that.
3: Yeah, I, I'd, I'd it, 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 again, the model is broken, isn't it? The financial fair play league model is broken, and and uh, and you know this is as as Dave said, this is going to keep going on. Teams want to get to this promised land of the Premiership, and they will go hook or by crook to try and do yeah. it, and then if it Fails like effectively it has done with ourselves. We've got two choices. A few years ago, you know what clubs used to do. Where before this uh, financial fair play league is, they get to a certain point in and then they go bust. Yeah. Leeds did it. Yeah. Leicester did it. They went bust. They took the points deduction, started a new company, started afresh. Look at Leicester. Several years after they went bust, they won the bloody Premiership. Yeah. But you can't do that anymore due to financial fair play. So what do we do? You're caught between a rock and a hard place, and we can. Discuss. I I I'd like to be like Dave and sit away from it and and go. I'm not listening to this. But I, I personally take this. Sheffield Wednesday are part of me and they're part of my family and I take this personally. That we as a club, when people start moaning about ticket prices, I say we don't do this to rip, rip fans off. We do this to try and meet the requirements that the English Football League have put on us. Ah, well, in the Premiership, it's twenties plenty. That's fine because they're a wash with money. Yeah. You know, we're not a wash with money. Yeah. yeah it's it's. It, it's it's attacking clubs who are trying to be successful, and Chansiri he must be pulling his hair out. He must be thinking to himself, "What the bloody hell? Why didn't I? Why don't I just, you know, buy something else from his son? Why a bloody football club?" <laughs>
4: <laughs> 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 Do you
3: know what? They're, they're a folly, aren't they? They're a folly. In the Victorian times, um, people who had lots of money used to go out and build a tower in the middle of Derbyshire and say, "Look at that! I've got loads of money. Look at my tower." <laughs> Now people buy football clubs, don't they? You don't make money out of them. You don't make money out of them. You, you, you spaff all this money and then go look at me smoking a big cigar. I've got a football club. I've got a um, and and
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love that. I tell you, I tell you what, there, Simon. You're angling to be on uh, Peter and James's podcast. There, the uh, the Owls about stuff.
3: Oh no 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 no. no. They're, they're way Ooh. way too eyebrow
0: for me that <laughs> yeah, one. Not, not enough <laughs> knob gags in that one is there um no, no, not at all. But the, the star had a really interesting thing on it, and I'll leave you with this. There's a guy called Kieran Maguire. He's a lecturer in football finance up in Liverpool. And so one mm. of his quotes says, uh, nobody had spotted the loophole in the Premier League because realistically no one's going to need it. If you make so much money, you don't need to sell the stadium to yourself. The EFL adopted new rules. They didn't look at the small print, and the clubs did. What Derby and Sheffield Wednesday did is just exploited the loophole. So I think that Sheffield Wednesday will be fine as a club. I don't think there'll be a points deduction because, like, like he says, we've exploited a loophole. However, there will be yet another sanction coming in next season. There'll be another thing where they come in, and all of a sudden, that rules change. You can't do that anymore. And Steve Gibson sits there going, "I'm loaded, me." Do you know what I mean? But like yeah. just with his big <laughs> cigar and his folly in Derbyshire, sits there.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we look. We can only sell. We can. Chancery can only buy the ground once, can't he? He's he's yeah. he's got his joker card out. He's got his joker card out. He's say, he's 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 paid his sixty million quid for his free stadium that he owned anyway, and uh, and that's game over now. I like, so, I like the idea so that, that that I like the
0: idea of him selling it on to Uncle Trev. Do you know what I mean? He comes in. <laughs> Trev, Trev, can you buy the stadium oh, oh, Trevor from Chancery. me? Trev Chancery. Oh, Trevor Chancery. He comes <laughs> in. He, he, I own the stadium. <laughs> You know, puts an hotel on the side, and then all of a sudden there's more money coming in. All right, brilliant. You see, he's already got to yeah, plan that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm there if you need Daypon. Uh, give me a shout. Uh, I'm available on Twitter at that Um, All right, so moving on. We'll make, we're going to the last five minutes yeah. now. So um, I'll, I'll not spend any time on this because it's absolute nonsense, but, it, you know, the kids are talking about it. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday uploaded a picture. Uh, on their Instagram <laughs> of Adam Reach. Now, this in, this this picture was quite unflattering. Uh, did I, have any of you guys seen it? Yes, I have. yes. Now yes, uh, yes. it looks like he, he's he's carrying a fair bit of timber. Do you know what I mean? Like he, you know, <laughs> he's he's got a bit of a gut on. Having been a man who who, who suffers from getting a bloat on quite regular. Now normally. It's when I'm at the football and I've had two or three pints of strombo dark fruits because, you know, the the stuff is bloody awful. But when you're at the football, strombo dark fruits, do you know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, normally I get a bloat on then. But but then everybody laughed, didn't they? And now Sheffield Wednesday have taken this picture down, which I find really weird. Like, they've kind of gone, yeah, he is a bit fat, but nah, you can't look at it. <laughs> it just seems it seems weird <laughs> that, they've, that they've taken it down. But uh, keep an eye out for that one. And uh, it, what it did to me, it made me prompt uh, to go back through some of the shots from the game against Everton. And it does look like uh, Adam Reach is carrying a fair bit of timber. However, fat man in the pub, old Trev, people who shout bloody rubbish in the new Barrett Tavern, Please bear in mind that this, <laughs> this is still an athletic football man, and I wouldn't get be able to get one tit in in Adam Reacher's shirt. Do you know what I mean? Like you know, I, I in no way is is man fat. You get me, bro. It,
3: it's if you think about it, Dan. Um, we've not got the best kit. Stripes are not particularly flattering for the man with a paunch, <laughs> and um, and and also our elevate kits are on the tad snug side. Snug, snug is, um, uh, is
0: the best way of putting it, yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, it is, it is. Um, there's a lad who was sitting next door, next to us, uh, a couple of seats on, who was um, making a shirt look incredibly tight uh, yesterday. So I don't think Adam's got any, any problem at all, any worries. It's, uh, no, it's, uh, I-, I saw the picture. I then watched the highlights again <laughs> before coming on here. And, um, it actually, I think it's that kit because Barry Bannon looked like he had a slight paunch on a few few uh, pictures as well. Um, I think it's the stripes, mate. I don't. I think I think we might need to go back to the old um, 150th anniversary kit because um, <laughs> no the stripes aren't the, stri- the stripes aren't becoming. <laughs> <laughs> there you are, Daypon. In fact, no.
0: In fact, you know, don't not get don't get rid of the stripes, Dapon, because um, you know there's a lot of men there and they're usually around the same age of the same men who go Gary Megson in who you cannot take stripes <laughs> off them. It's the same group. It's the same group. You know, like, you have different types types of groups, you know. That one group there, the Gary Megson in, the Stripes Only, and I really like Mrs. Brown's Boys. Uh, you know, they, they all tend to have voted Brexit, and they all tend to be the same people, don't they? Do you know what I mean? It, I'm, I'm pigeonholing you all. My apologies. Right, let's move on from uh, Fat Adam Reach, and <laughs> let's, uh, let's go to predictions. So ironically, Stevie Gibson, he's on again. Uh, Middlesbrough coming up. Fancy to do well this year. Dave, what do you reckon, sir?
4: I'm looking at Middlesbrough and thinking at the moment that they aren't scoring a lot of goals. um, And they are, I think I looked before we started here, and they've won two of the last three home games. I drew the other one. um, And we are... Not great, away from home. We had that win against Huddersfield, admittedly, but Huddersfield, shite. But two two away defeats before that. So the game that I feared we'd get against Huddersfield, I'm again going to say I fear we're going to get in this game, which is low scoring. Hopefully we can nick one. If not, they might nick one. If I say a boring nil-nil, last time I said that, we won 2-0. So boring nil-nil. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I I they
0: are a bit of a bogey team for us when we go away there. I mean, what do you reckon, si?
3: Um, I I did the same as Dave. Had a look at the form. Uh, They're four points behind us. Uh, conceded more, scored less. Uh, I'd be looking for a win up there, to be honest. I, if if, if we, we need to push on, we should be beating those sort of teams around us and below us. So I I'd want. Uh, he should start now making his mark on the side, should Gary Monk. And we've not really spoken about him tonight. Have we? we've not really mentioned no, Gary I, Monk? No, I feel, I feel like yeah, it's too early to and, start and, and, having
0: a proper chat about him at the minute. Like, Jory's out. Yeah. Yeah. About yeah, four or five yeah. Games, yeah.
3: So. yeah. Yeah. I think, I, I think we've got a chance against them. Um, they haven't pulling any trees out. They beat Reading and Wigan. So it's, it's hardly, you know, big teams that they've beaten. Um, Ace. You know, I mean, somebody was saying to me the other day, oh, yeah, Adam Reach has, you know, Adam Reach has got a a point to prove against them. Why has he? I think, you know, it's a while since he's left there now. I think the whole team's got a point to prove now. Should be playing for Gary Monk. And I think Gary Monk should be looking at, you know, we need to start picking points up now, especially after he arrested off the team. So let's have one one nil, two nil. That'd be nice.
0: Yeah, that'd that'd be lovely. I reckon it'll be a dour one nil either way, or a nil nil. I think it's going to be a god awful game, and it's probably going to bloody rain as well.
4: And I'm, God, I'm,
0: you know, enjoy yourself, you
4: have a good time. <laughs> now I'm not going to be there as, because as long as it as long as it's not any bad, as long as it's not as bad. The last time I went there was the relegation season. Oh. We lost four nil. Oh yeah. We had Hamilton Ricard scoring against us, and it was Richie Humphries up front, I think, with Jim McGill and off him. So as long as it's not as bad as that, (laughs) I'll take
0: that. (laughs) I'm not there on Saturday because I'm going to Las Vegas, so that'll be nice. Now, what I've done, I've uh, not been able to trust myself to go to Las Vegas in the past. So uh, I downloaded this thing called Plum. Have you seen it? You kind of hook it up to your bank account, and it just periodically takes money out of your bank. So... uh, I've now got a few quid to go to Vegas, like so well. uh, I'm not going to be gambling my flights flights home just yet. So, yeah, I'm, I think I'm going to go for 1-0 either way or 0-0 nil, nil at absolute best. That's where I'm going to go with. Now, there's not much else gone on. Does anybody else have any other business?
4: Anything, Dave? Nothing really exciting, sorry, mate.
3: The only thing I've seen that's trawling around the uh tinterweb tonight is that uh, Tango's been banned at Hillsborough.
4: Yeah, no, I, saw I don't know how you can
3: really in this. That.
0: Now what's what's the story? Yeah.
3: Well, I, I I don't know, to be honest. I heard a rumour, I mean we're 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 up in the grandstand, so you can't see all of the sort of crow's nests and stuff, but that the uh QPR game apparently it all kicked off. He got thrown out at Rotherham, didn't he? Apparently, well, apparently he got thrown out at Rotherham, and then something kicked off in the north between the north stand and the crow's nest, where he is at the QPR game. I know no more than that, um, but yeah, I've seen a few tweets now saying he's been banned from Hillsborough for two years, which seems a bit odd. But
0: you know. it just, it just seems know. like one of those rumours where some bloke has just made it up, and everybody's gone. Yeah, some, everybody's at yeah, yeah. a, at a, you know. A, uh, an opinion on it. Like, yeah. I, I don't know.
3: Yeah. Do you reckon? Well, it's a bit like the Cowley, it's bit like the Cowley Brothers. We did half an hour out of that. Yeah.
0: I <laughs> 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 wouldn't spend the same old shit. We're like Sky Sports, aren't we? You know what I mean?
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I I don't know. I mean, it won't be anything that will come out of the club. It'll probably all come out in the wash. It, it'll be there on Saturday, won't it? Unless it's a, a, I imagine it's just a ban from Hillsborough, if, if it has happened, but... It seems an odd thing because he is a through and through Wednesdayite, right, isn't he?
0: Yeah, and and, I've, and and he's not the type of guy to incite trouble. He, you know, he's there as a you know he plays himself as a comedy character. He doesn't puff his chest out and you know stare at people yeah. and threaten to yeah. cut the throats and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? I mean no, some of the no, away fans, no. some of the other fans do, and I find that hilarious. I love the way it winds them up, And maybe that that might be why. But he's only he's like a pantomime Dane uh, compared to some of the, yeah, the other guys, like. Yeah, he is. I mean, that bloke last night, I mean, uh, watch some of that Southampton Portsmouth game, that geezer with the bell. He can get so far in the bin, he can go through the bag and swim <laughs> around the maggots in the little wet bit at the bottom. Do you know what I
3: mean?
0: <laughs> oh, dear Lord, bloke. Oh. Right. Um, I tell you, that, that was a weird game, that one, lad. So, Obviously, I live in Southampton. The game was at Portsmouth and I've never seen a group of people so excited. The town was absolutely buzzing. So when Southampton won 4-0, now let's, let's take the light, let's take the local derby out of this. You know what I mean? And shine a light on it. A Premier League team has just beat a League One team 4-0. While we blimey Charlie. Do you know what I mean? But what they did, and I was walking through town with my mate Ryan, and I'm a football guy, and I kind of understood it, but he didn't. And and having the light shone on this really made me laugh, because he went, you've got two groups of people, and for some reason, they've all decided to congregate outside of Yates in uh, in Southampton. And... (laughs) And you've got one group on one side of the road and one group on it, the, and they were singing that so went to the tune of da, da 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 and then the other side of the road he we went da 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 da. And my mate Ryan goes to me, went they're on the same team. I went, yeah, they just they, they've won the singing. He went, well, yeah, but like you've got one team going. I am standing over here. I am also standing here. It's, when you really think about it, it's really odd behaviour, isn't it? Just just. I'm chanting. I'm chanting. I go to school with you. I'm chanting. See you at work on Juicy, Trev. I'm chanting. It's just really weird, isn't it? <laughs> it,
3: it is. It's that tri- tribal. Fo- football takes the tribalism, doesn't it? And 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 you do become very much. I remember being in Covent Garden when we when we played in, in at Wembley and. And we just sort of took over those boozers as you walk down from Covent Garden sta- sta- uh, station, singing songs across Covent Garden. And you can see these petrified Chinese tourists walking past, <laughs> as <laughs> groups of Wednesday fans just completely owned it. Um, yeah, it's a different world, isn't it? I and mean, my my missus doesn't get it because she's not into football. She's from Coventry, so she's not into football. <laughs> and um, <laughs> Reader <Johnson>. And uh, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Apart from Reader, um, but yeah. Um, she just doesn't get that. She doesn't get that tribalism at all, and, and and it's one of the things why I love football. Love it, love it.
0: I tell you what, you are going to be singing. I am standing over here now for the rest of your days. Everybody listening to this, <laughs> honestly, it's going to it's going to earworm you for it. It's it's, in, it's been in my head for a day, so uh, you know, have that. It's my gift to you, um, Dave. <laughs> how can we find you on the social yes. media? As you asking celebrities various questions, like Riker from uh, Star Trek: Next
4: Generation. Yeah, he needs to be asked questions all the time just because, well, he just needs to. He's got nothing else to do with his time. <laughs> but you can find me asking random celebrities questions, probably in unison with you uh, at Monty Danger. <laughs> Who was the celebrity that we met up with the other day?
0: <laughs> all right, Dan, nice to see you here. Yeah, all right, Dave. Yeah, how's it going?
4: Somebody had... Uh... I can't even remember. It could be anyone. Well, what... Gary Wilmot. I've got no idea. Uh, Gary
0: Wilmot. I don't know what he was famous for, but Gary Wilmot. We'll go with that. <laughs> and, uh, and what about yourself, Simon? <laughs>
3: Uh, I'm uh, Simon simonjixer1000, uh, you can look at my really crap comments on Twitter, I go on there and sort of comment on other stuff, mainly you fudge to be honest, Yeah. and and the fact that you're rapidly heading towards your 40s, oh I wish I was, oh I wish I was. <laughs>
0: no, I, I tell you what, that, that was a really enlightening tweet I put out there, so those of you who have not seen it, I wrote, Um, I've just realised I'm turning 40 uh, next year, I'd better start looking at getting one of them phone cases that opens like a book. Because that's kind of a thing that 40-year-old people do, isn't it? And some of the comments that I got were absolutely brilliant. I, I was, I, I, Some of them were great, like, um, you know, uh, reading a book with a magnifying glass. Uh, there was uh, there was buying a sports car. Uh, yeah, uh, I think in the woodshed, uh, Alex Bethel wants me to buy a road bike. That's not happening. Uh, And then somebody somebody lied to me (laughs) and said, uh, I'm pretty sure we celebrated your 40th in 2007. But, you know, never you (laughs) mind. Uh, Don't forget to follow the podcast at TWWCast. Uh, My name's Dan Fudge, I'm at Dan Fudge, and we will see you later. Keep up to date with the Wednesday Week on Twitter at TWWCast or on our website, thewednesdayweek.co.uk.
1: On 116-123. That's 116-123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
0: It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxers coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points, back of the net. Lubosch! Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.